Welcome to the one and only Circle City Setup with your host and the one and only Zach Griffith. Welcome into Circle City Cinema. I'm your host, Zach Griffith, and I'm joined by the chief doubter. Oh, my gosh. By no. The, by the man, no. the man on vacay no. right now. No. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. Yes or no, did you pick them to come in last in the division last year? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes. Yes, there you go. All right. The chief's doubter, Caleb Lynn, who is at an undisclosed location on vacation. Where are you? Where are you? I don't I actually don't. Oh, I got, know. I got, I got back. I got back today. I got back today. I said I got. Oh, you got back, back today. Just, yeah, I got back today just for you. <laughs> no, just kidding. Oh, that's nice. Just that's kidding. nice of you. No, I, I, no, I was. I got. I got back. I um, was in Florida uh, for for a while. I uh, got me some sun and. Uh, you fly? The pool. Yeah, I flew. Um, got back today around. Three o'clock central, four o'clock central, and uh, here I am. Here I am getting right back into the swing of the pods. I mean, you know, we can we can take breaks around here, but you know, we're the network. You know, we got to help each other out, and then this is just one way I'm able to help, and at least I'm trying to help. So. Oh, you're gonna help on this pod. You, you don't have any idea. You don't have any idea what's happening on this. Pod. I just have to trust that. that you're not gonna put me in a position that's like. Oh, no, I'm not going to put you in. In fact, you're going to be an experiment. You're going to be okay. like a super okay. scroll. I'm okay. going to experiment on you. Okay. Uh, you're, yeah, we're testing We're testing out some new stuff. Yeah, there's got to be some tonight, grace here. Okay. Shall yeah. I say. Okay. Yeah. But uh, how, how's Florida? How's Florida? Where at in Florida? I, uh, it was you in get to see Jet Howard. I was in <laughs> I was in I was in Orbit huh. Beach, Daytona, Daytona area. Um uh the city uh city that has the uh the best uh motorsports track. And uh I and I, I just in general uh um, Okay, take a shot you know, at your home your home state, but okay, move on. And and I uh it, it was it was fantastic. Um, you know, great weather, uh, you know, some afternoon flurries, sour, sir. But, uh, I, I thought that for the most part, it was a very, you know, it was a great trip. Uh, I got some sun and I did some reading. Um, it was good. And it was, it was a, a good refresher. Um, you know, it was it, it, always good to have a vacation in there. So. Always good to have a vacation. I got one coming up in October. Uh, me and the missus, the lovely Abigail, going on a cruise with my parents. Very nice. Uh, yeah, cruise of uh, northeast Canada. Wow. wow. Northeast Canada, northeast New England Canada. area. Dang. Yeah. All right. Solid. That's yeah, cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward yeah, to it. That sounds fun. Par- my par- I gotta give my parents a shout out here. My parents hooked us up. They hooked us up. We we get a free room. All we got to pay for Ooh, is the flight smokes. and any excursions we want. Yeah, how'd you pull that off? So, ask my parents, man. Chris uh-huh. and Anne Marie Griffiths the, fucking hooked us up. Hooked us up big time. <laughs> so yeah, that's that was an easy yes. That was the easiest yes I've ever given in my life. Yeah, yeah, we'll go on the cruise. You just pay excursions. That's it. I just pay excursions, excursions and flight. That's it. 
Yeah, that, it's it. cheap, right? That gets cheap. Yeah, so yeah, I'm taking that all day. I'm yeah. taking that all day. That's easy. It's like the Colts picking Anthony Richardson. It's that's easy. That's easy. That's easy. That's like betting the Jets under. That's easy. That's easy stuff right there. Or the Pacers or the Pacers over at 37. Or the Pacers over. Yeah, we're only going to win one more game than we did last year, according to Vegas. What a joke. But speaking of sports, Caleb, quarterback yeah. premiered on Netflix yeah. uh, yesterday. We're recording this on Thursday night. Yeah. So yesterday, quarterback yeah. premiered on Netflix. Got to say, not the most uh, glamorous title for a docu-series. Uh, we probably could have done better on the title, but... I have watched one episode so far mm-hmm. out of the eight, and I gotta say, Fix seemed to be a great docuseries. Like, this mm-hmm. is, you know, I, I watched Full Swing a couple weekends ago, loved it. Uh, now we're getting quarterback from the this previous season, the 2022 season, and you got Patrick Mahomes featured. Uh, you got my favorite quarterback in the league, Kirk Cousins, featured. Uh, and a guy I'm not ready to give up on yet, Marcus Mariota. You can call me foolish if you want to, Caleb, for not wanting to give up on him, but... No, I'm not. It's a guy I've been high on ever since college, ever since he was in college at Oregon. Uh, Caleb, your thoughts? I mean, are, how many episodes are you in into quarterback here? I'm in, like, the middle of... Uh, I'm, I'm on three, and mm. I, I... So you're a little farther I, along, it, Honestly, right? it's it's a... I'm, I'm gonna go with pretty bold take here. Um, I'll put Netflix sports docs up there with just about anybody. Um, when you look oh, at yeah. when you look at Full Swing, uh, their tennis stuff that they do is is awesome. Uh, you know the 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 the, the documentaries. Yes, uh, you get the you get all the untolds that they have, uh, the effort that they put into those um, quarterback is it, it's just it's it's you could tell it was very it was methodically very planned out it wasn't like okay like obviously i understand it wasn't like the best okay let's put a mic in mahomes's house right right i mean i understand and i get that the best quarterbacks in the nfl are you know the mahomes the allens the bros but like and all three of those guys have different personalities and different livings that's fine but like the fact that they didn't just put the three best quarterbacks in the NFL as quarterback. And they're giving you just different roadmaps and different career stages as well. I would add different, different career stages with each guy. It's just, it's really cool and, and very well thought out, very well put together, uh, very authentic. Um, Yeah. Shout out Peyton Manning. I mean, Peyton Manning's carved himself out a very nice media space with Omaha Productions and, and, and quarterback. I mean, like I agree with you. I think it feels like the title just was was a little, I don't know how much effort they put into the title, but I mean, I I, I think in general, (laughs) Netflix really, I mean, they they have great sports content, man. They really do. Um, I, I didn't even really bat an eye at the title because I, I, most of the time, Netflix and sports, it works. They do a great job. They know their lane. They, they know their lane. They know what they need to do. They don't try to get into the rights. They just focus on, you know, nice docu-series or a nice documentary film or, um, 
you know, even shows like All American that are sports based. Like they, they just like it's it's a yeah, really even talk about like last chance really you and and stuff like that. You know. So I mean it's sports. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a really good show. You know, you got last chance you, uh, you know, you talked about the untold series, but it's, it's fixing to be a great series. I mean, and, and you mentioned it before that we started recording, like you get kind of three different levels of quarterback here. You get Mahomes, who's obviously the best in the game, mm-hmm. right? Then you get cousins who, you know, if you listen to the network, you know, my thoughts on cousins, Distinctly no, average. Really? Then, yeah, average. Then you get Mariota, who I, you know, I'm not willing to give up on him. I don't think no. he sucks, but I think he blew his chance with the Falcons last year. I really do. Uh, but I'm not ready to give up on him. So you get like a lower tier starter slash backup yeah. quality with with Mariota. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I like I like the range of quarterbacks. You know, you're not just getting, I do too. like you said, you're not just getting Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, uh, yeah. Allen. I like that. A like lot. they're not they're not focusing on the upper tier. No, nope. they're getting different perspectives. So I agree. I I, I really like it. Uh, but I gotta say, we got some PR from Kevin O'Connell on Kirk Cousins saying there were some untrue narratives on Kirk Cousins. Uh, like what? Like what? What's untrue? That he sucks in big games? That he sucks in prime time? I don't know. We can save that for preseason pods, you know, if you want, on Insanity. But uh, no, I mean, that that that's probably the biggest thing I've seen lately. Uh, I should mention, I'm going to see Mission Impossible on Saturday. Which, Caleb, have you finished your marathon on that? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, yes, yes. And I, uh, I will say, you did. I will say the, uh, we'll see how quick I got through that. Uh, but I think, I think the, I think the mission, <laughs> but I think, I think I, I, um, it could be going after this pod, actually, believe it or not. I've kind of, I've kind of got an open schedule. To, uh, <laughs> I had an open schedule these next couple of days. That's nice. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, I might be, I, I'm planning on going. I, I'm very excited very excited. Um, I think that movie could be, I think it could be very fun. I'm curious to see what it does, how it, how the technology factors in and, you know, because I think it, it I, personally, I thought the one before the one that's in theaters. Well, uh, yeah, I thought it was great. I just, I thought, it was dude, great. I was just going to ask your thoughts on fallout, dude. Cause I, I think it's I the think best. It's the best. Yeah. I think it's the best. I'm I, with I, you. I think it's the best, and I'm not yep. sure it's close. I, I know, no talk like I, I think my biggest issue, if I had a big issue with this series, was I thought it took forever for them to get out of just okay. I get it. You do a lot of stunts, cool. Like, can you tell me a story? I thought they did a mm-hmm. lot of stunts, and they didn't really get into the stories. And I thought the last one really, really dove. And, and had a great balance and stunts and, and, and story and connecting and putting dots together. And it, it was really, I, I loved that last one. I, I think it's going to be very difficult for this one to top that one. Um, but maybe, maybe it will, but I, I, I think 
I'm excited. I'm excited. I think it's a good series. Um, you know, and, and I think it's well put together and well thought out. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm really excited for it. I mean, I, I, you know, Tom Cruise, one of my favorite actors, uh, one of the biggest movie stars we've ever had. Mm. And he's just showing no sign, no signs of slowing down. I mean, he's dominated basically the past two years of movie going when you had Top Gun Maverick last year, you got mission impossible this year. I mean, I think there's a chance this movie makes a billion dollars. I really do think there's a chance. Uh, you know, the last movie made almost 800 million. It's going to be a a tall task for dead reckoning to make a billion because, you know, you look at a little over a week from now, you got Barbie and Oppenheimer coming out on the same weekend. Yeah. So that's going to offer a challenge to mm-hmm. Mission Impossible. But in terms of the quality of the movie, I mean, I, I told you off the record, like, this is a series. This is that rare series that just gets better as it goes on. It just gets better as it goes on. I think I think uh, Tom Cruise hasn't lost a step in terms of his acting. He's been a lot more selective at the roles he takes. <laughs> You know, we really haven't seen him in a lot of, you know, if you look at the 90s and 2000s for Tom Cruise, he took a lot of risk. He took a lot of swings. He was in a lot of different kinds of movies. But basically, Caleb, since we were in college until now, since you and I were in college until now, I mean, he's basically stuck to Mission Impossible, Jack Reacher, and Top Gun. You know, so there really hasn't been... No, he hasn't. That many he's, risks taken. Right. He stayed in his lane. Um, you know, and I've, I I mentioned, I believe it was on your pod. I thought that Top Gun was a fun, I thought Top Gun had its moments. Um, there was a nostalgia feel. And I, I thought that the nostalgia feel was the biggest reason for its success. I don't think this movie has the same nostalgia feel. This upcoming Mission Impossible doesn't have that same nostalgia feel for me. But what I have recognized about Tom Cruise, Zach, I, I, they're a group of actors, in my opinion. Uh, I call them generation connectors, where they are just I like this. You, it doesn't really matter. Like, even though their successes could have happened earlier on, somehow they're going to stay relevant because of how iconic they were in certain roles. Guys that come to mind for me, Tom Cruise, Harrison Ford, Tom Hanks, um, guys that are just, you, you, no matter what they're in, it's a connector of generations. It's a connector of generations. It's a connector of, you know, Oh shoot. Like he's awesome. We've seen him. We've seen the people above us look towards him as the greatest Robert De Niro. Um, yes. I mean, there's, yes. I mean, there's, there's obviously there's a lot of guys you could put in here. Um, and he's one of those guys. I like that. Um, I like that term. Now the question, now the question, now what I think, I mean, this is a kind of side topic. I don't really know who ours is yet. Maybe that's just time to be told, but I think, I think, yeah, yeah, you, that's, uh, yeah. I don't know if I would count him in ours though. I, I might say he's in 
Would you would you think he's above, you think he's in that other tier? Do you think he's do you think he's in that Tom Hanks or do you think he's below well, I mean, that if you're not looking in the same at, caliber? Well, I think Leo's a better actor than Tom Hanks. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm just no, I'm just saying no, that's not what I mean. I'm saying, do you consider him to be in our generation, or do you consider him to be a guy that no propels? because I think because gener- I think generate like here's a guy that I think will eventually you- be one. I think Michael B. Jordan will eventually be a generation connector. Yes. I think if you're talking our generation, it's Timothy Chalamet, it's Anya Taylor Joy. Jennifer Lawrence, I agree. Florence Pugh, yeah. like those kinds of people. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and there's so many Austin that Butler, were still on the TV. Like those, right. those people. Right. Yeah. Well, Leo, I think, is a generation connector because it's been almost 30 years since Titanic, which was kind of like his big break, if you will. Right. Quote, unquote, right. big break, mm-hmm. even though he had been he'd been nominated for an Oscar before that. Uh you know, he'd been in big movies before that, but sure. Leo just has the longevity and I think that'll yeah. carry on. He'll be, he'll be like a Robert De Niro. You know, he'll just, I agree. He, he will carry on. I agree. He'll keep acting until he's dead. Basically yeah. Yeah. is what I think Leo will do. I agree. Um, you know, we kind of grew up with Christian Bale. That's a good one. Um, it's a good one. You know, Ryan you, Gosling, you, I think, but like you're getting, like what's interesting to me is like you there's certain guys that like my grandma's like sitting there we're talking about TV and movies on vacation and like you know she's like like Tom Hanks she's sitting there and she's like man I want to go see the man Colorado you know I want to go see this I haven't seen that yet because I want to see him. this I see that and it's and he has a pull that I think our generation respects because we've seen the above generations look to him for his icon for what he's done. Right. I, some of these newer guys, I, I think are TBD. We could say they have the potential to be, but I, but to me, it, it's Tom Cruise going back to this mission impossible. Tom Cruise is a generation connector. He's, he I would is. say he's the definition of it because you look at him. I don't need that. He, that. you know, he was in some great movies in the eighties, whether you want to go the original top gun, the color of money. Sure. And then you, uh, born on the 4th sure. of July, which he was nominated for an Oscar for. Then you look into the nineties, mm-hmm. his nineties is fucking loaded. You know, Jerry Maguire, yeah. which he should have won the Oscar for, uh, Magnolia, which he was nominated for an Oscar for days of thunder, uh, you know, the original Mission Impossible, like it just goes on and on yeah. and on. He did, yeah. he did the OG Mission Impossible and Jerry mm. Maguire in the same year, nineteen ninety six. Like that is the that is Jeez. that is unbelievable. Jeez. That's unbelievable. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know that yeah. to us, Caleb would be like Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, you know he's doing he's doing Wonka and Dune two both this year. That's like, that's the closest we're going to get to something like that. I, I, agree. I think. Yep. No, you're right. I'm with you. I, you know, I, I guess you had, you had Leo. Leo did Gatsby and Wolf of Wall Street uh-huh. both in the same year. 
So, I mean, yeah, I guess you could point to that, but I mean, in this, no, in the yeah. 2020s, at least, I mean, yeah, I think Chalamet is the closest we're going to get to a big time actor doing two huge movies in the same year. But I think it's a great, I, I love that term by you, Generation Connector. Love generation that. connector because that's fun. exactly fun to what think Tom about Cruise it like is. That. It's fun to think about. It's fun to that think is about exactly what Tom Cruise is. I, yeah, exactly and what he is. You know, in my criticism, and that is I, what Top Gun Maverick was. That's that's what, it, and that's and that's what I was trying to say when I've talked to you and I've talked to Bryce about it. In the sense of, I firmly don't believe that the greatness of that. I, the movie was very good. The movie was very good. But yes, like I Tom really believe Maverick. that I mean, movie, that movie probably my argument is that movie could have been or a six or a seven, but because of the story and because of Tom Cruise and his, and his stature, my point is you would have connected multiple generations to come together and watch the movie. You just would have, it was a bonus. It was a bonus yes. that the that the movie was as great as it was. And I didn't explain that well to you guys, but it was a bonus that it was as great as it was because then it just brought more of a spotlight to it. But in my opinion, that movie did exactly what it needed to do, regardless of how many awards it won, however nominees it won. Because I think the goal of that movie was how can we get people to come back to the theaters? How can we get people to... How can I get my grandma and the grandkids to go see it? How can I get my mom and his, her mom? This, you know, that's what that movie intended. In my opinion, that's that's I think they waited for the right time to drop it. Yeah, Top Gun Maverick uh, made one and a half billion last year, and it was you know, yeah, the lovely Abigail. I took her to see it. You know, my dad bought my dad bought five IMAX tickets to go see that movie. My dad was, my dad doesn't get hyped for movies and he was fucking hyped to see that movie. He bought five hmm. IMAX tickets for me, him, wow. my mom, my brother wow. and Abby wow. to see that movie. And wow, that's, I mean, that that's one of Abby's favorite movies now. And she hadn't even seen the first one. So wow. that, that's wow. why I love that term by you generational, connector because that's exactly what the fuck Tom Cruise is. He it, is it a generational be. connector. He, I mean, he has defied, he has defied prime. Well, you know, if you want yeah. to say an actor's in his prime or no, not, like no, he has I'm defied yeah. that. Yeah. Cause he, I mean, yeah. Tom Cruise came alive in the eighties and he's still going in the 2020s. I mean, we're talking 80s, right. 90s, right. 2000s. We're talking right. five decades of Tom Cruise. Right. right. And, you know, he's almost 60 if he's not 60 already. Let me, actually, right. Tom let me Hanks see is that. 70. I looked at we, Tom Hanks like yeah, 70. Tom Cruise is 61. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And yeah. Tom, Tom Hanks is another example of that. Yeah. And Brad Pitt, I think, is an example uh, of that. I agree with that. I agree. It, that'd be you interesting know, to apply Brad Pitt's been relevant that. since the 90s. That would be a great pot. It'd be a you great know, pot. These generational... George Clooney, like uh -huh. these guys, these guys have been around yep. for forever mm -hmm. and they just, they, you know, it just seems like they're not slowing down. So yep, that's, I that's agree. a great, that is a great term by you generational connector. Cause that's exactly what Tom Cruise is. But no, that's, that was great. That was great. Uh, 
But let's let's turn to something not so great. Bob Iger. Okay. Okay. Bob Iger, CEO of Disney. Okay. Says that the company will cut down on costs for Star Wars and Marvel projects. Now, I saw a tweet, Caleb, recently talking about the CGI and animation quality Uh of recent Marvel movies. Sure. Recent movies in general. Uh And they had evidence saying mid-2000s movies had better CGI than now. And they were absolutely right. You had Pirates of the Caribbean, you had Lord of the Rings, you had movies like that with outstanding CGI. And you look at Thor 4, you look at The Flash, mm-hmm. just ass. Ass CGI. So my question is this, Caleb. Mm-hmm. Haven't they already cut down? Well, because cut down, cut down, cut down in what? Cut down in, cut quality. down. Well, yes, because he mentions it. The CGI quality is terrible. But the CGI quality is terrible because they constantly are producing movies. I mean, Caleb, you watch Seahawk. I haven't even watched She-Hulk yet, and I know the CGI was terrible. It, it, yeah, it's it's not. The, well, he is right. I mean, a lot. I actually think he's right on a lot of what he said. Um, I think uh, part of it is. Oh yeah, Bob they put out, a smart they guy. Put I'm not saying so he's much. an idiot. Well, no, but they they put out. But like like Marvel is putting out so much. Star Wars is putting out so much. Um, and in general, Disney is putting out so much that they're like. It, like movies it, movies can't be consumed like I consume music on Spotify like that's not how no. you're going to make business you, you have no. to make business by saying and making a point to be like this is the movie that's coming this is happening this exists and this is where my marketing is going to go right like Disney Pixar like this is where my marketing is going to go this is the movie I'm going to go that's what made say what you want to say but that's what made it that's a part of why the Disney Pixar movies work as well as they do is because you know you would never have it would never be finding Nemo and then immediately jump to Incredibles in the early 2000s no. it, it would it would never have been they they intentionally spreaded those movies out marketed those movies maxed out the marketing of those movies now it's just like okay one week this, okay, let's next week that. One week this, next month that. And it is reducing the overall, because they can't keep up with it. The studios can't keep up with it. So I I, I, I really agreed a lot of what he said. Um, I think that um, they do need to think about that. And, you know, because I do think there's a thing as, as putting out so much that it annoys your fans. I, I would argue that that's what's happening with Marvel. I would argue... Uh, I would argue that's what's happening with Star Wars to an extent. Like I, I think they, and I, and you know who doesn't do that? This is gonna sound really stupid, but you know who doesn't do that? DC. 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 Now, granted, their quality, their quality is not good. Their quality is not good. But you know, DC will maximize the crap out of whatever they're trying to market. Like. Yeah, you can't watch anything on TV right now without seeing the Blue Beetle trailer or commercial. Like you can't. No. You literally can't. Like they are maximizing every. They, Superman Legacy has been in the news nonstop. 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 But they're not. They're not the, this movie's it. not even coming out until twenty twenty five. Right. They're not forcing. They're not really forcing it down your. 
they're not really forcing it down your throats. It's kind of like it comes down to interest, but like they're not in a rush to put it out. Like Marvel is in a, it feels like sometimes Marvel can get into a rush and I, I'm not, and I, I think, think that the is hurting their quality has been. Yes. And it's hurting that's their what quality the entire multiverse saga has been is yes. just a rushed, yes. a rushed project. I mean, mm-hmm. Caleb, you're looking at, so you start basically the entire multiverse saga starts with black widow. That was a bomb. You look at Shang Chi good movie, but it was a bomb at the box office. Eternals bomb. Spider-Man no way home. Massive hit. Good movie, but they have to split the profits with Sony. Right. You look at multiverse of madness. Big hit. I thought it was good. A lot of people had problems with it. I thought it was good. Thor yeah. love and thunder. I thought sucked, but made a lot of money. Definition of rush, Right. It was rushed. It was a rush. Definition of It was rush. absolutely rushed. Yeah. Yes. Definition of rush. Yeah. Wakanda Forever, I thought was great. I did. Made a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I didn't think was as bad as people said it was. Agreed. I thought it was actually kind of good. I agree. But bombed. I agree. And then Guardians of the Galaxy, I thought was a great movie. Made a lot of money. I agree. Then you're looking ahead now. Mm-hmm. You know, the Marvel's. I don't have a lot of hope for that. I really don't have a lot of hope for that. I know you're more optimistic on the Marvels than I. I am. I am more, but I because I, I think that, which is ironic because you have watched Miss Marvel and I have not. No, I think it's. I think she sucks. I'm not. I, I've said that multiple times. I don't know how else <laughs> you want me to say it to get you to understand that I think that. But I think that you know, the which movie, is painful because I still have to watch it. Yeah. Good luck with that. The movie that I I'm I think try and they do it need. One day to, just oh, to, this is going to sound just, really bad, no, and I'm not, I don't talk. mean for this to come out this way, but like the last great female-led superhero. If you want to count Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, I guess you can. But technically, we really didn't know who was going to be Black Panther, so I don't know if I truly count that. Right, but that movie first, was kind of a crapshoot. But, but first, but like I'm talking like female dominant. Female dominant superhero movie, probably Wonder Woman, and really like I Wonder think Woman. that that's recent. But you look at a calendar and you're like, wait, that's not that recent, right? Like 2017, 2018. If I'm, am I correct on that? Like something like 2017. That? Yeah, like that. That movie was not. That movie was a long time ago. And Marvel Unless hasn't done anything like this. Do you want to count WandaVision? I thought WandaVision was good. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I think, that, but but to me, they need a movie to be a bank. They yeah. need a movie to be a bang, you know, and I, I think that this is a massive opportunity to to for your marketing to, to have a a very strong female superhero movie with with, you know, with Larson and with in my again, I, I keep saying it on your pod, but it's the truth. I think Tiana Paris is going to really make some noise here on this movie. I, I just I like think her a lot. That, that this 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 movie to me. Marvel, I don't think can afford a miss here. And so I'm more optimistic on it because of that. I don't think it, they can really, if it's a miss, it's a miss. And I, I think it's a really bad miss because I don't think they can afford this miss. Um, but, but to me, I'm more optimistic because I don't think that I think they really, I think the idea of this movie being bad wouldn't be very good for Marvel uh, in the future, uh, especially because they're trying so hard to, 
to diversify superheroes from, you know, the typical, um, and yeah, let's just say it to the face that the typical white man character. So I, I think they, they really need movies like this to be good to show, Hey, we can create a lot of different type of movies that can, that can, and, and that's where I'm hopeful. Um, because this movie has been talked about for a long time, Zach. Uh, I mean, it's been a long time since the captain, it's been a long time since we've seen Larson in anything. And I mean, so I part of me is like, game. yeah, so part of me is like, okay, like, you know, like, what are you doing? Like, hopefully you get your character more developed and maybe Marvel can spend time thinking about how they can't make her stop, you know, how they can limit her overpoweredness, maybe combat that a little bit to where it doesn't feel that as much. Um, I don't really think Tiana Paris was in in the first movie. Uh, I think she was just kind of figuring herself out. But now, over the last couple of years, we've seen these movies for her start to get a little bigger. Her branding started to get a little bigger. I think there's an opportunity we can really see full growth there. And, you know, I'll be optimistic. I mean, I have a tough time thinking that uh, the actor that plays uh, uh, Mrs. Marvel uh, would suck that bad again. Uh, but if, if, if it's, if it's one of those things where, you know, they, they need a great movie, man. And, and I think secret invasion going into the show, part of me feels like they got to give a hint for that movie. They got to give a hint. What's the hint? What's the hint? Yeah. There's always a yeah. hint to an upcoming project and that upcoming project's coming up soon. They piped it up for a long time. Curious to see where that leads, you know? Yeah, uh, you know, you know, going getting into this episode of Secret Invasion a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say, Caleb, I thought it was the best episode so far. I thought it was. I thought it was definitely the best acted episode. No, There's I no agree question. With that. I agree. And with I that. have a take. I have a take on one of the actors. Okay. In this. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can say it now. Mm-hmm. Don Cheadle. I thought it was the best performance in the MCU. Period. In this episode. As an actor, I thought it was his best performance in the MCU because he was fucking villainous in this movie. I did not think he was capable of something like that. You know, we've only seen him as Rhodey, mm-hmm. you know, War Machine. Mm-hmm. And this is year 13 for him in sure. the MCU. He, mm-hmm. he debuted as War Machine in Iron Man 2 in 2010. Now... I mean, I thought he was. I thought he was the story of this episode. Quite frankly, from an acting I'm perspective, I'm really, I'm really happy for him when talking he about was the Marvel menacing. universe. He yeah. was menacing. Yes, he was in that scene talking to Priscilla in uh-huh. the church. Yeah, yeah. But he was a menace. Yeah, he he had a way. I was, he, he. I mean, he was the story of the show for me. This he episode. was great. He was From great. an acting perspective. I mean, he, he was fucking awesome. Well, he, I, and I'm, again, I'm just happy for him because I think Don, for the most part, in a lot of these Marvel movies, he's like the fifth or sixth person you're thinking about. Yeah, He's there. You know who he is. You're like, oh, it's Don Cheadle. But you go through every Marvel movie and you got five other names you're going to sit there and throw out. But, you know, you're, you're watching one movie. It's like, oh, I got five other people that stick out more. I remember more. Ah, Don Cheadle is, you know, one of the first three, four people I'm thinking of. Yeah. I mean, like he, he, he is, he has been killing it in this show. 
And I'm really, I agree with you. I'm really happy because he's been around the MCU for a long, long time. And I think really deserves some, some big spotlight time, not just Iron Man's best friend or something like, like it's, I I think it's good that he has gotten that level of attention. Uh, Cause I do think, I think he's a very good actor. Uh, and I don't, I mean, I think, again, I think, you know, Marvel knows that that's why they've kept him on for this long, but to give him the spotlight, I think people are seeing it more now, you know? Yes. So Caleb, let's get into a little bit of the news here. The Emmy, the Emmy nominations have been unveiled. Uh, and I'm going to take this opportunity Caleb, to unveil a new segment, a new segment, Circle City Cinema here. We are going to unveil Uh a new segment Uh (laughs) for, in honor of whoever the guest is, okay? Okay. Okay. In honor of whoever the guest is. So you are the guest. So the new category here in your honor is the Caleb Eats Crow category. The Caleb Eats Crow segment. And Caleb, you need to eat crow on Bella Ramsey. Bella Ramsey is nominated for outstanding lead actress in a drama series for The Last of Us. Caleb, you need to eat crow on this. No, I won't. Oh, what, what, you should, you should, you, you should, you, you, you should, you should know. I'm you need to eat crow. I, I'm, I'm very convicted on that. No. Why? No. You need to eat crow. No, no, no. Because, no, explain, no, because explain you, to the listener. No, no, you're a hater. Explain to the listeners no, your not. hate, your hate. Of Bella Ramsey in this series, what is the problem? She was awesome. I think go ahead, go people, ahead and explain. I think there's because you, think you there's and a, I have had a lot of discussions about this off the record. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a million. Go ahead, because I think there's a million actresses who could do what she's doing. I just disagree. I don't think she's changing. I don't think her acting's changing. I don't think her acting adjusts. I think she's pretty much the same the entire time. I don't think that she shows different emotions. I just do not connect with her on the screen when watching a a episode. I don't. I don't. In fact, um, I'm looking at the list of best actress in drama series. Um, and if you want to know my personal opinion. Uh, I mean, granted, some of these I haven't watched, okay, but I am going off of what I know about each of these actors, and there are six people in this category, and she is sixth. I I do not think, I do not think that she, I do not think she does, I do not think she deserved it. Uh, To be honest Um, with you, I thought the show, not to be, well, but in general, I thought the show had too much nominations in general. I thought it was a fine show. I did not come out of that saying it's an Emmy-breaking uh, any shattering show. I did not. I didn't know. I did not come out of there saying that. Wow. Uh, I thought it, I, I personally thought they had too much nominations. That can be something we talk about later. Um, I, I think that the, the show it, to me, her role and the way that she played, it could have been done by a whole lot of people. That comes off wow. as hating that comes off as hating, but I, I don't believe that. What no, it is him. I'll, I'll stop. Whatever. 
whatever. But I, I look, I, I just, I think that she, I don't think she would was one you of the six best TV actors in a drama series. Who would you have put? I, I mean, I, I just, well, the part that, I, the part that was kind of weird. I don't know what you thought about. I don't know if I look at the bear as a comedy. No, I don't. So that, don't. so, okay. And quite frankly, so I don't look at the season that, of Barry so, as a comedy. So because we agree on that, because we agree on that, I would have put uh, Io over her pretty easily. Mm. Would have put her in there pretty easily. Okay. I, I just, you know, like somebody like that. Um, I, I don't think that she, I don't personally think what she did, what Bella Ramsey did, was was anything that I sat anything I just wasn't I just wasn't that impressed with her throughout the entire show. She really left me underwhelming. I I said that I think they wanted her to become honestly I think they wanted her to be the face of the show. I guess that's my argument. I think they wanted her to be the face of the show and I, I think Pedro Pascal is the face of the show. No he is he is and I think they wanted her to be I think they want her to be. That's my point. And I don't think she is. I don't know if they wanted her to be. Oh, come on. Come on. No, come no, on. I, I, you no, know no, how many no. scenes they shot with her individually? How many scenes? Sure, I could tell them all the over the characters. place. Right. And she, she's, she's arguably she, the she main character. So many. She had so many. And they were trying so hard to get her to be the face of it all. They were, they oh. were, they were in every single time. Every single time I can't, she needed Pedro Pascal in every single scene she was in. That's bad. Oh. Every scene. Uh, no, no. The entire sequence in the mall with her old friend. I don't think she, no, 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 no. She's a she's a fine actress. She deserved this nomination. But I agree with you. The, the, I agree with you. The bear one hundred to one. If she wins, right? How I'm much you giving her on the her. odds? I'm not picking her. All right, that's what I think. I'm not picking her. All right, that's what I think. No, that's what I think. No, I'm not. It picking is. Her, it is what I figure. It is what I figure. She deserves a nomination. What do you want me to say? She deserves a nomination. She deserves a nomination. Simple as that. Simple as that. She deserves a nomination. But I agree with you. The bear. The bear should not have been in comedy. The bear. The bear should have been Weird, in outstanding right? drama. I'm glad you thought that. And quite frankly, I thought this season of Barry should have been in drama. I didn't find myself laughing I, I, a lot. I agree with season that. Of Barry. I, I didn't laugh very much at all in the last season. I agree with that. that was very if you were going to put it in there, it should have been a drama. I, I, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. But uh, what I did like to see was Andor. I like to see Andor nominated. That was nice. That was a pleasant surprise for me. I, I, I didn't think it. I, I was shocked because I, I thought it started off. Started off extremely in this slow. place of. Yeah, it, it's just this place of. All right, cool. But like, where's it going again? And then yeah. as the season yeah. went on. Then it was like, oh, like, okay, <laughs> okay, I see it now, you know, but it wasn't, 
it didn't really connect. It didn't really connect for me early on, but I guess they just thought the second half of that show killed it. No, it, it, I, I, I really liked it. I really liked it. Uh, I was glad to see it here. It was a pleasant surprise, like I said, but I, I, I really enjoyed that it was here. I, I, I really can't wait for season two. I really can't wait for season two. Yeah, yeah. And I was shocked that it was getting a season two because I thought, you know, at the at the uh, onset, I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be a uh, a one off like a mini series. But nice to see, nice to see that it's not the case. You know, if you look at the rest of the nominees here, Caleb, we got some, we got some favorites. We got the White Lotus nominated. We got Succession nominated. Heck yeah, I think Succession yeah. will probably win. Best drama, for being honest. Uh, we got Ted Lasso nominated for best comedy. We got Mrs. Maisel nominated for best comedy, which I know you watched and you enjoyed. Uh, we got Dahmer nominated for best limited series. Obi-Wan Kenobi nominated. Daisy Jones and the Six nominated, which I know you watched that as well. Yes, I did. Uh... So who, who are you picking in those categories out of the ones you watched? What it just in terms of what I think is likely to win, or what what and just in terms yeah, like, like I mean, in, in comedy, are you picking Barry the Bear, Maisel, or Ted Lasso? Like what which one of those are you picking? Well, here's what did you watch? Did you watch Wednesday? I'm not. I, have not I wanted to. Wednesday. I did not, but I, I I did watch pretty much all of those comedies. Um, I. I so here's my thing. Here's my thing. Uh, I thought this was a lazy list. I thought it was lazy. I thought the nominees were lazy. Um, I, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. The last three years was nominated. I get it, but like, really? Like, I, I guess I just don't understand. I if you're if you. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Like Ted, like okay, you like the Emmys have recognized Ted Lasso as a great show. Why does it need as many nominations as it got? Again, I love the show. I was the one that got that got you guys hooked on it. But yeah. I definitely am a little stunned that they got as much as they did again. Um, honestly, I, I think it's the bear. I think it's the bear. Um, I, I think it's the I'd bear. The bear as well. When you look at 2023, 2023, again, love Ted, but that does not, when I think of 2023, that is not what I think of. Um, no. I, same with Marlos Maisel. I, I, great show, but there, there's five seasons of that. I'm not looking at 2023. I, I When I think of 2023, I'm going with bear. Uh, the other one I did not see, and correct correct me if I'm wrong, Zach. Was Abbott Elementary nominated for that as well? Uh, or was it? Yes, or was it just I a, believe it was. Abbott Elementary. Outstanding comedy. Crap. You could you could you could make an argument for Abbott Elementary, and I will not uh, bat one eye to that. That is very funny, but I, I would and, and new, but like I'll be honest, like Barry's in four seasons, right? Uh, Lasso's in three seasons. Uh, to me, I'm looking at what I thought 
defined 2023. And that's where I, I have to go with the bear. I have to. The popularity of that show was insane. It, it got everyone watching. It got everyone connected. Um, I know so many people that are watching it now because of all the blow up of season two. So uh, to me, the bear defined 2023 in TV comedy. I have to go with the bear. That's fair. I would also go with the bear. Uh, I thought it was, you know, out of the ones that are nominated here in the comedy series, I thought it was by far and away out of the ones I had seen the best. You know, I, I still think it would probably belong in the drama category. I, I thought uh, it did. I thought it did. But, you know, it, it did have some comedic elements, so I guess fine. Uh, you know, you can you can qualm with that if you want, but out of out of the Agreed. ones in the category that I've seen, I'd pick the bear. Agreed. In the drama series, you know, like I said, nice to see Last of Us and White Lotus and Andor in here. And I watched House of the Dragon. I really liked it. HBO's got four nominations in this category, by the way. But I'm picking Succession. I think Succession's going to win. It's just a show that went out on top. It went out on top. I, I, and, and if you're looking at the outstanding lead actor, you have yeah. three. They kind of give you the you they kind of give you the tail, right? They kind of give you the yeah the telltale of what they're Strong, gonna do. Yeah. You got Karen Culkin and you have Brian Cox. I'm I'm with you. You also have Sarah Snook in uh lead actress. By the way, mm-hmm. uh, Matthew McFadden, I'm giving him the nod in supporting actor in a drama series. Alan Ruck has no business being in this category. Why is Alan Ruck here? <laughs> Alan Ruck did nothing in the final season. He did, he did nothing. So okay, can that can all right? Well, I'm really I'm I'm very glad. I'm I'm very glad you're going to say this because you, you might agree. Giving with me. Richie in the comedy series, it's Richie. In breaking in breaking news. I'm looking at I'm looking at right now. Okay, I'm looking at I'm looking at um, the 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 list. Correct of of supporting actor. It's Succession and White Lotus, and that's it. Is that what that's I'm it, reading? Basically, at? that's a joke. Yes, that's it. That's a joke. I get you. You can't sit there and be like, I, I'm sorry. I think that's a joke. Um, I, I agree with you. I do not think Alan Ruck uh, deserved that. Um, don't necessarily. I don't necessarily think Nicholas Braun deserves it. Um, I don't necessarily think uh, that F. Murray Abraham deserved it. Um I, I don't I, I personally think this was just pathetic. You when you're when you only have when you only have like that, I'm sorry, two shows do not define two two shows do not define a supporting act. I mean, come on. There's a million oh. TV shows. This was lazy. Oh. This was lazy to go with only two shows. And again, I like both of those shows. You guys got me you you got me hooked on to succession. You know, I watched Sight Lotus, got you in on that, but they're great shows. They're great shows. They're great shows. The White Lotus. It should it. not be nothing but an outstanding supporting actor in a drama series should not be only those two shows. No. I mean, that's common sense. I, I'm, I'm sorry. That doesn't mean that one of them won't win. 
but you shouldn't be having it's one, two, three, four white Lotus and four sickness. I just don't agree. Don't agree. No, I agree. I agree. agree. I, I, I just noticed that now that you brought it up. And actress. Uh, and yeah, actress literally. for the most it's part. It's just succession of White Lotus. Yeah, there's only one, uh, except there's only two exceptions for the Greyest Seahorn for Better Call Saul mm-hmm. and Elizabeth Debicki for The Crown. So the they're giving you a lot of tales, succession. right? They're giving you a ton of tales of who could potentially yeah, win yeah. this. Yeah, it seems pretty clear. So. I mean, if you want to give it to Sarah Snook for lead actress, you'd be fine with that. Okay, fine can with I, that. Can I, I'd probably pick Sarah this? Snook over Bella Ramsey, but yeah. Like, if you're, is there such a thing? Do you believe that there is such a thing as one show winning too many awards? No. I mean, if it's good enough, if it's good enough. I don't see a problem with it, but but is it is it is succession good enough to do what I think it's very possible of doing? I think it is very possible well, sweep that they could the win categories. lead actor. Yes, I think it's very possible they could win lead actor. I think Jeremy Strong will win. I think he'll win. I have a tough time disagreeing with that. I, I mean, like, okay, so win. fine. Okay, so that goes into my point. So if he, wins, I think McFadden will win, and I think the series will win for best drop. So you, well, you, so you don't think Sarah Snook wins? Who do you think? Who do you lean for no, lead actor? I think Sarah Snook wins. Yeah, I see. I don't. What do you think wins? No, I mean, I know. I just feel like at some point you're. <laughs> so you're telling me White Lotus goes over. I, just I mean, weird. I guess Coolidge could win again, right? I guess. But that Coolidge just, but that feels again. weird. You can't like the can't, like the academy like that stuff. In my opinion, you have to recognize when you're putting out these nominations. You 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 can't sit there right and have like as many White Lotus nominations as you do, and then like they just not win it because succession. Well, let me see here. You know what I'm saying? I, it rubs me the wrong way. I. I would go, I would actually, I think there's an argument for, I would, Matthew McFadden is, I would probably lean for him in supporting actor. Um, You might be able to go with Coolidge again. That might be how they could get it. Um, They might might be. I like like Plaza. I like Plaza. I I thought she would. I know you you like Megan Fine. I did. I thought. I thought she was. I thought she was really. I thought she was really good at that. But I than one. You like. You could give. You could give. You could give that to White Lotus. You could. You could give that to White Lotus. You could. I'm. I'm not. I won't. I won't push back. You could. You could. If you're looking at the rest of this year, I mean, Mm -hmm. look at outstanding lead actor in a comedy series. You got Bill Hader. Yeah, that's loaded. You got Sudeikis, you got Jeremy, Jeremy Allen White. I'll take Jeremy Allen White, personally. <laughs> I'll take Jeremy Allen White. Well, Sudeikis, Sudeikis already won it, right? Sudeikis that matters to year, me. I think. That matters to me in the sense of when you're trying to predict these, because I don't think you want to duplicate it. 
So I'm no, on I that think case. I'm last out. Last year, the year before. Yeah, so I'm out on that one. Even I'm out on that one. Um, I I would lean. I, I think I would lean Jeremy Allen White. Uh, granted, I'm not watch shrinking. I, I know people that have. They like the show. I don't watch either. Um, and I, I mean, you you and I've watched the Barry. I I. I did you think last season was Belader's best work? I don't think I did. I didn't think the finale last was underwelming was for me. Work. I didn't think the Bill, finale. I didn't, no, I didn't I think it was the his finale. Best work. The finale was underwhelming for me. Yeah, uh, especially the last episode. I thought was a little underwhelming, but I, I agree. I agree. I'm that being said, I mean, I'm still all in on whatever Bill Hader wants to do. I just well, thought sure, this sure, but I'm, I'm, ended a little better. But I got to think of 2023 I'm, here. And that's I'm where I got to go Jeremy, Jeremy Allen White. I'm taking Jeremy to landslide in this category. I don't think it's close. There's really good actors. And like, I've wanted to watch Only Murders in the Building, and I haven't gotten to that. Sure. Yet. I'm like on a Hulu kick. I've been on a Hulu kick where I'm trying to look for some shows on there. That's one of them that's been on my list. Snowfall's been on my list. But I, I think that this, this, so I would. But I think I'm almost positive that show has gotten its fair share of awards over the last couple of years, right? I feel like it has. Yeah. No? So, I mean, I, yeah. I got to go with the bear there, in my opinion. I got to go with Jeremy Allen. I'm going with the bear as well. Yeah. Um, I just... I just thought it's, it's, it's one of the best shows on TV right now. I, I think it's the I, I best agree. on TV right now. I mean, there's not a lot of... If you're talking I'm about best shows on TV right now, yeah, you're talking about The Bear, you're talking about The Last of Us, you're talking about The White Lotus, you're talking about Stranger Things, like, that's, I, I'll take The Bear, I'll take The Bear. Personal preference, but Ooh, I'll take The Bear. It's hard, that's hard, but, I mean, you're honest something, I, I'm not going to You're talking about The Boys, like, yeah. you know, I guess you could throw The Boys in there. Taking The Bear. Bear. I'm taking the bear kill. Fair. Fair. Uh, fair. I have nothing to say. Uh, moving on. Uh, Wonka trailer. Wonka trailer. I don't you know if you watched this trailer, this. Caleb. Yeah, I have. I have. You're having a talk about I have. <laughs> I hope you did. <laughs> listen. 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 I, I, I love Shalaman. I, love him. I think he's, I think I think he's one of the finest actors working right now. Sure, he has a lot of power in Hollywood right now. Yes, he does. But judging off of this one trailer, I did not like what I saw. <laughs> now, best case scenario for this movie, Caleb. I don't know if you ever saw Cruella. Yes, I did. But I really liked Cruella. I thought it was very good. It's a very good movie. So there's a blueprint for this movie, you know? Yes, there is. So I think that's the best case scenario for a movie like this. But (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, I really like Chalamet. I think he's very, very good. Sure, sure. I think he's great in Dune. I think he's great in Call Me By Your Name. I think he's great in... Lady Bird and Little Women and any basically anything else he's been in, but sure. I just don't feel like it's a good fit. You know, he was trying to be goofy in this trailer as Willy Wonka. 
I didn't feel the energy. Mm. I I didn't. It felt forced to me in this trailer from him. I did not. I was not a fan of what I saw. No, I'm with you. That's what I thought. I thought that he and I want this movie to be good. Let me be clear. I, 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 I kind of thought he was trying I like to be the Johnny concept. Depp. I kind of yeah, thought he was trying I mean, to be Johnny of. Depp. I didn't really feel like he was very. I didn't come away from it being like, "Ooh, that's a cool spin." Because no. it felt like I already saw what he was trying to accomplish. So I, I don't. I don't necessarily like the fact that I felt that way about that movie because it's it's the origin story. So like, I don't. Part of me wants to see something different besides Johnny Depp because you're you aren't supposed to be Johnny Depp yet because it's your origin story. You see what I mean? Right. You develop into the person. So don't be the person now. Be, you know, so I, I wasn't as I was. I agree with you. I didn't love that. I didn't love it. Um, I, I'm curious to kind of see what more comes out uh, from that movie. Um, I thought that in general, um, you know, it, 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 the graphics look, you know, I thought it looked cool and, and it's a great, I mean, it seems like it's a really cool cast. Hugh Grant was, you know, isn't in that trailer as well. I'm kind of curious to see what he might do in it, but I, I didn't love it. I, I think this might be one of the more like, really hype movies that doesn't go how everybody thinks it'll go movies. I've had that feeling for a while yeah. since the rumor about this project came about. Um, this to me feels it's like a money fear. grab. This to me feels like a money grab. And uh, I, I'm, I'm a little worried about that. It's, if I'm looking for quality movie, I'm looking, I'm worried about that. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's my fear. Uh you know, I don't, I don't know. It just felt off. I, I feel like they miscast Willy Wonka. I, I don't think Shelley has enough, they has might. enough energy for it. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, Chalamet could basically do whatever he wants right now in Hollywood. He can do whatever he wants. I think, I think he's awesome. I, I love the guy, but he's very good. Yeah. I don't really agree with this casting based off one trailer. Again, just one trailer. One trailer. What? Yeah, I don't. No, I, know I what don't you really mean, agree with it. Yep. I'm not saying this movie's gonna suck. I'm not saying oh. I don't have faith in it. I'm gonna right. go see it. Agreed. I'm gonna go see it. Agreed. But I just feel like there's a blueprint for this movie. If you if you follow Cruella, fair. yep. You know, I think I feel like that's the best case scenario for a movie like this. I agree. With and didn't really like what I saw from the trailer. That's I, all. I agree with that. That's all. I agree. But yep, that's how I feel. Holding out hope. <laughs> Finally, uh, mm-hmm. Nathan Fillion passed <laughs> as Guy Gardner, the Guy Gardner Green Lantern in Superman Legacy. Caleb, you and I disagreed on this off the record. I thought it was <laughs> fine. I, I like Nathan Fillion. He has a history with James Gunn. He has a history in this kind of, in this genre. I think he's a good actor. I thought it was safe, which is something I think DC needs to do after taking a risk on the Superman casting. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. Treat this character. Go treat this character with someone that's not going to be recognized as a headline poster block. Here was my defense. Here was my defense of this. You know what my defense of this? He's a fine actor. You watch that. You watch Nathan Fillion, and the average person goes, "Man, I've seen that guy." I've seen that guy, but he doesn't do anything. I mean, I understand what you mean that he's playing a version of Green Lantern that's not. Um, this is not the main Green Lantern, you know. But, but show respect to Green about- Lantern. You were horrible with your Green Lantern movie. You were horrible. Gosh, you were horrible. Absolutely, so show absolutely. seriousness in the character. Bring in someone Absolutely. a little bigger to play it, to, to to show and suggest that we aren't just looking at this character like a throwaway. And I'm not saying Nathan Fillion's a throwaway actor, but I mean, he doesn't jump off the page. He doesn't jump off the page for me. And, and I, I just think that for me, I don't like the fact that it feels like when you're following the actions of their approach to Green Lantern, it feels like he's a throw-in. And I don't agree with that. Bias aside, I don't. I think he has an opportunity to be um, kind of like what Black Panther is for Marvel. Bring a unique spin to it. You know, give you an opportunity to really maximize the the universe that you have there. And if you're treating it like some throwaway thing or something that's not shown as a ton of value, uh, you, your actions will follow that. That's my issue. I'm not saying he sucks. Listen, my I don't have a problem with this casting because I think it's safe. Like I said, you took a chance on the Superman casting. I think it'll work out. You know, doing a little more research on it since the last time we spoke, I I I feel like it could work out, but I still think it's a risk. I don't well, think Superman, this is a Superman risk. Legacy. With Superman Legacy, is With that Superman what Legacy, I, yeah, okay. I don't think okay. Corrin's wet is that much. I mean, I think it's a risk, but I think it'll work out. I have faith it'll work out. Okay, this right. is not a risk because he has, you know, he has an extensive history in this kind of genre. He's mm-hmm. worked with James Gunn before, mm-hmm. notably on Guardians Three, which I thought he was pretty good in. This is mm-hmm. just not. Like, uh, Fillion's just good. He's just good. And this version of the Green Lantern, Guy Gardner, he's not the main version. You know, there's multiple Green Lanterns. There's five human Green Lanterns. So you think, so, so, and I, and the main one is Hal Jordan, and then the other main one is Jon Stewart. So your point is, as far as I know, yeah. Are I feel like those are in the plans for for DC for the DCU with James Gunn. So I, I I think this is a nice ease into the Green Lantern character, which wasn't really explored. That's fair. That's fair. In the previous DC universe, that's fair. But they haven't shown a sense of trying to. De- I guess that's my counter. They haven't shown which a sense of trying to develop Green Lantern is a joke. That in itself is a joke because the Green Lantern is one of the Essential. You cannot tell the story of DC without Green Lantern. You you simply can't. Yep. You simply cannot do it. Nope. You can't do it. But I mean, I've said it on pods in in years past that DC has 
DC has a blueprint to work off of. If you yes, look at the do. DC animated universe, the Justice League series, I mean, they fucking nailed it. They yeah, fucking they nailed it with that lineup. Yep. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't just well, you know build off of that. You know how it is. No, you know trying to do something themselves, but you know, I didn't have a problem with this casting. I think it'll be great. But uh, you know, yeah. getting into this episode of Secret Invasion, Caleb, which you know, I thought was the best acted episode so far. Like I said off the top, I thought it was Don Cheadle's best acting performance in the MCU so far. And we get a big reveal right off the top of the episode. Gaia lives. She lives. She did not die. We were talking last week like she was dead. Make the arrangements. She's not dead. Mm-hmm. She's not dead. But you know who is dead, Caleb? It at least appears he's dead. Mm-hmm. Talos. <laughs> what what are you thinking here? Are we gonna get fooled again? It seemed pretty funny. You have to. You have to. How can you how can you make the plan? How can you do this plan with him dying? He's like the president and really we we just don't know. He's really the only good scroll character that we that we know in terms of a development in a relationship. To kill him off would just make it, in my opinion, very confusing to follow and determine the bad and the good scrolls. But but it doesn't. But it definitely seemed like it wasn't a plan for him to get caught. Right. So that's where I'm that's where my problem is. Um, Absolutely believe he's coming back. I just have a very difficult time thinking he's dead. Um, But it was a very good cliffhanger and they've had two really good ones uh, at the end of every episode the last couple of weeks. And I think. You know, they're leaving you open with a lot of stuff, and I, I'm very excited for what's next. I'm excited for what's next, too. Uh, the only reason I think there's a chance he might be permanently dead is because Nick Fury just drove off without him, didn't even look to see if he was alive. Yeah. But that whole sequence, Caleb, you know, the shootout at the end. Uh, with him, you know, slowly turning back into a scroll with that bullet mm-hmm. wound in his shoulder, mm-hmm. trying to break open the car window mm-hmm. to get the president out. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fucking awesome. I thought it was an awesome, awesome it was, it was sequence. Really it was really good. And you get to see Gravik as the super scroll, right? After we saw Gaia kind of be a super scroll before. Gravik... Showing off some Groot. If you remember, if you remember earlier in the series, it was mm-hmm. shown on the computer that he was researching Groot, and yeah. he he was fucking Groot. We saw some Groot when he reached out and strangled the Secret Service guy. Mm-hmm. He was Groot, but I agree with you. It's tough to say for sure if Talos is dead. Feeling like that. It's feeling like that, but. If you go back to earlier in the episode here, talking about the acting, which, you know, like I said off the top, right? best best in the series, I thought it was Don Cheadle's best performance out of any he's put in in the MCU. 
Priscilla, Fury's wife. That whole sit down they have at the at the table after Fury has listened in on her yeah, that and was really good. Brody. Yeah. Talking about killing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that that was awesome. That was really good. That was really good. I mean, they 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 nailed they're they're nailing that relationship dynamic. I mean, they're they're really bringing a side of Fury that we haven't seen. We've seen the leader, the captain, uh, the organizer, but we really haven't seen the personal. And and this 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 series is doing a terrific job of connecting those dots while still giving us that Fury as a leader and commander and a powerful figure. Um, I'm with you there on that scene. It was very intense. I kind of, I mean, when they, shot I kind of thought Priscilla was dead. I think I thought Priscilla was dead. That was my question. I thought Priscilla was dead. When they shot each other, what did you think? I, I, I thought Priscilla was dead because I just thought, I just thought she was dead. I thought Fury had a feeling and I thought he pulled it. And I, I just thought they wouldn't kill Fury. So they, I, I definitely thought that they were killed. No doubt about it. I thought one of them was going to get killed there. And, and you know, they didn't. Um, I guess they, I don't know, maybe they're waiting. I don't know. Um, but they, but I, I thought it was a very intense scene and intense action. And, and it's, it's just, it's really, it's, they're doing, I mean, they are doing a great job of sucking you in with the personal story and then, letting it loose with something big and it's, it's <laughs> i mean it's it's fun it's fun i mean it, it's it's kind of like in the as you're watching you're like oh really like really that's what happened but then as you look back you're like okay that was cool that's cool i see what you did there <laughs> you know i'm i'm telling you in the multiverse saga if you're talking about villains yeah Gravik, man climbing the ladder dude i Climbing the fucking ladder. King, Kingsley Benadir, we talked about it in the first episode. You want to talk about a guy that is just rising as an actor on this project. Holy just, smokes. He, he point is. Point blank. This How is are they going to beat this right guy? Uh, this is legit. He, he, he is really good. How are they going to defeat this guy in the show? I have no idea. I don't. And that that's a great villain. That's the sign of a great villain. It's a phenomenal villain. That you can't tell your weakness, that you can't tell of a plan, a misfault, that you can't tell of, a, um, you know, maybe something that they're sucked into, maybe that they're, uh, that, that, that an eye off the prize. It, I don't see that. I don't see that. He's so focused and, and one, and, you know, got that one track mind that, I have a very difficult time seeing how he's going to be stopped. I mean, it, if he's going to be stopped, that's it's got to be revealed next episode, right? It has yeah, to be next I mean, episode. obviously, obviously on a much larger scale, Thanos was like this, where you're just like, yeah. how the fuck are they going to yeah. stop this guy? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and even in a movie yeah. like Dark Knight Rises, where Bane is just dominating the main hero. Right. You're just like, how the fuck? Right. Is he going to beat this guy? How's that's kind of how, that's kind of the feeling I'm getting here with yeah, Gravik. No doubt. He's got the motivation. Now he has the power to do it. No like, doubt. 
I feel like somebody is yeah. gonna have to come in, Caleb. Some like like we mentioned last week, like some Avenger is gonna have to come in. Yeah, I agree. And make a difference here. I agree because this guy is just a force to be reckoned with. I'm okay. uh, well, let's get into the top five here. I put this top five together. It's it's a more basic top five than we've done in the past. And it's because I genuinely didn't know what your answer was going to be. I didn't know where your answers were going to be. So, okay. like I said, pretty basic. Just your top five favorite superheroes. Because I didn't okay. know. I didn't know. I didn't know um, yours. So That's fair. Like, like, Give, I got a five to I, one. I, I, I didn't know. Five to one. I didn't I'll know. Go, I'll go five Let's go one. five. Let's go five. Go Give five me your five. Um, number five on the list, a guy that I just loved when I was a kid. Um, I just thought it was like the coolest character ever. They just made him like such a badass. Uh, I love, I love Green Arrow, man. I love Green Arrow. I just, I just, I just, I love that character. He is a badass. He's a fun, he's a fun, I love his story. I think he's got a hot girlfriend too. And turns, I mean. Sure. And I think, I think, and I think he, and I think he's no, no sure. And I, I think, and I think, and I think, I saw that. I thought, I think that character is, is great. Um, I'm going to go with an OG. I, I, Batman always gets me every time. You know, I just think he's number such, four. Yeah. I think he's such a fun, you know, high intense superhero and, you know, he draws you to the screen with such intensity and, you know, there's like slickness and a coolness that I, I love and appreciate with superheroes. Uh, number three, Green Lantern, man. I love Green Lantern. I've yes. always loved Green Lantern. I yes. Think, I think that hero is so cool. The powers it has, what it can't do, what it can do, how it works together, how he's kind of, a, you know, fills in the role type of guy. I just, I, I'm a big Green Lantern guy. Uh, I love Black Panther. Um, I just, I think that mm. hero is just, I love Black Panther. Uh, I just think what he's able to do. And what you know now, what Zuri's going to do? I'm just excited to see the development of that character, and I just love the slickness and the the, uh, the, the slyness of the character. And number one for me is Hulk. Always has been. Uh, oh, I just I love the Incredible Hulk. I like it. It's it's basic, like it. but you know he's superpower. He has, I mean, super strength is super strength. He's he's got the power. He's dominant every time he steps out there in battle. Uh, it feels like he's an unstoppable train wreck. And I just, I love, I love watching him. I love reading about him. So uh, I, I would say definitely Hulk number one. That's been my number one for quite a while. It's just something that I've connected with when I was younger. And I pretty much just kept that since. That's great. That's great. Well, well, my number five is Dr. Strange, you know, growing up, Sure. You know, me and my cousin Drew grew up just devouring comic books, particularly Marvel comic books. And Doctor Strange was always a guy me and him were both entranced with because he was different from all the other ones. He, he didn't have yeah. these, you know, he didn't gain his superpowers through some experiment or some, you know, being bit by something, you know, he, or he wasn't a mutant. He, he was just... He was, right. he was literally a wizard. He was a fucking wizard. And mm -hmm. that, that was something me and my, my cousin drew were just entranced by that. He, you know, he was, he was powerful. He, and, 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 the, and I think Benedict Cumberbatch as Dr. Strange, 
is perfect. It's been perfect. It's a great, that's uh, a, that's been a great fit. That's a that's, great fit. It's a great fit. That was yeah. one of the most hyped movies for me. It was the first Dr. Strange uh, yeah, movie. I remember I, going to see yeah. that with my brother because sure. You know, I had read, I had read his books growing up and I just, I couldn't, I could not believe he was getting a movie. I loved it. So he's in my number five. My number four is Wolverine. Uh, obviously I think a guy, at least in the movies, all of us in our generation, Caleb grew up on and are still growing up with because Hugh Jackman is still playing Wolverine, even in Deadpool three, <laughs> which we got some pictures of yeah. recently. And let me tell you, I got hard looking at those pictures. That was <laughs> awesome to see him in the OG suit with the long sleeves. Yeah, that that was cool. But, him and know, Ryan, him and Ryan Reynolds. That was cool. I agree. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the original X Men trilogy again. Yeah. The movies I grew up with, watching with cool. my cousin Drew, just yeah. devouring those movies. I mean, I can't even count on two hands how many times yeah. I've seen those movies. Awesome, love Wolverine. Yeah, I read cool character. Old Man Logan, one of the best comic books I've ever read. Awesome character. My number three, I got Daredevil. Daredevil. I knew that'd be in there for you. You know, one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah. Yeah. The Netflix Daredevil show. Yeah. Charlie Cox is amazing as Daredevil. Yeah. (laughs) You're, you're, I knew that had to be in your top five. There's nowhere. When you told me your brother was reading Daredevil Born Again, it brought you back. Man. I wish I could read that story for the first time again. I mean, that, that is my my favorite. My brother loves it. You know, no doubt point undoubtedly my favorite comic book arc that I've ever read born again with daredevil. I loved what they did with it in season three of that show. I agree. Very hopeful that they will continue that in the next daredevil series. I just love the guy. He's the only superhero I can think of that is known for what he can't do. You know, he can't see he's blind and he, I think he is. It's a cool, it's a cool character. I think he's the most underrated hero in all of Marvel. I really do. I, I think he is. I, I really do. If you're just talking I don't, about the books, I don't, but I don't think he will be. I don't think he will be after the show. No, he's finally getting his due. I, 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 know, his due. I agree with you. I think that holds up for a little bit more, but I think, you know, because the, the, there is a niche group of people, Zach, that are, that are in on that show, man. I mean, they're, they're in on that show. Yes. They know how yes. great that show is. And once it gets on to Disney plus, I, I mean, cause there is something about Disney, that, that I mean, I've seen it three times. I've watched that show right. three times. Yeah, and I would watch it again Disney. right now. Yeah, there's just something about Disney that is just different, right? Like, and it's not a shot at the other streaming companies, but when it's like, oh shoot, Disney has a cool show. Like, I, I, there's just something about Disney that's special and unique when it comes to characters and development, and they get that because of their history. And I think the spotlight that Daredevil will get because it's going to be a Disney show. Uh, it will be really big. And, and I, I, but I, I, I could give you that right now, but I think there's going to be a point in time where it's not going to be underrated anymore. 
I agree with that. Uh, you know, he has a great set of villains. You know, the Kingpin, especially. Yes, you look at Bullseye. Uh, <laughs> I love. I like this. I like the uh, <laughs> the small stakes with him. You know, he's mostly going yeah. after yeah. Kingpin. Yeah. Uh, who? I mean, just go read the Frank Miller run of Daredevil. Uh, you can buy the omnibus online. I mean, it's fu- it's fucking awesome. It's fucking awesome. And uh, you know, if they, you know, Insomniac has made Spider-Man video games. They're about to make a Wolverine video game. I think Daredevil should be the next one. I think a Daredevil game would kick ass. I think it'd be really cool. That'd be a cool video game. That'd be a cool. I think game. it would kick ass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my number two is Batman. He's the only DC character that made my list. I love DC, but I just grew up reading Marvel books. I grew up on the Marvel movies mostly until the Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, I mean, Batman has the best set of villains, I think, out of any hero. I think you, I think, yeah, I, I think it's him and Spider Man when you're talking about best Agreed. groups of villains. Yeah. You know, the Joker, who's probably the best villain in comics. Yeah. Agreed. You know, I think it's him or Lex Luthor or Magneto. I think you're looking at one of those three. Hmm. Uh, then you look at the Penguin. You look at. Goblin. I mean, you just Batman has yeah. just been adapted in so many yeah. for, movies, shows, yeah. video games. I mean, yeah. it's not much I can say about Batman here that hasn't already be said. Sure. And then my number one, if there was any doubt, it's Spider Man. Uh, you know, I got a Spider-Man tattoo. No, really? I'm in. I, <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, I grew up on the Spider-Man. I grew up on the Spider-Man cartoon, the spectacular Spider-Man cartoon. This was the one me and my cousin, you know, my cousin Drew. This was the guy we just poured over. You know, we read everything we could. We read Spectacular Spider-Man. We read Amazing Spider-Man, Superior Spider-Man. I mean, anything that had to do with him, we devoured it. I just think, you know, for my money, the best rogues gallery of any Marvel character, uh, you look at his villains. His villains are unique because he has a connection to all of them. You know, you look at the Green Goblin, Norman Osborn. That's his mm-hmm. best friend's dad. Mm-hmm. You look at Doc Ock, like that was his mentor in the science field. Sure. You look at Venom. Eddie Brock was his co-worker at the Bugle. You know, you mm-hmm. look at the Lizard, another one of his mentors. Like he has a personal connection to almost all of his villains. And I, I love it. I can't wait for Spider-Man 2, the game. I already pre-ordered sure. it. I pre-ordered the deluxe edition like a schmuck. I have it being delivered to Bryce's house because I'm going to be on vacation when it comes. Uh, you know, it's going to be... I can't wait for it. I'm in the midst of replaying the first game right now. And I'm going to replay the Miles Morales game. I'm a fucking degenerate when it comes to this guy. I got a Lego Carnage behind me. I don't know if you can see it, Caleb. But... Sure. I'm a fucking degenerate when it comes to Spider-Man. I, I just... <laughs> He's my favorite fictional character, period. Not even superhero. So I grew up reading the Ultimate Spider-Man comics. Like, oh, people just, know. I mean, that's, if that's, they, my, if that's my guy. If you're listening to the show, you got to know. I mean, he, he always has the energy for Spider-Man, no matter what. So, 
no it, matter what. He, it's it's my guy, right? No or matter what. With him, so, all right, Caleb, uh, plug plug away. What do you got coming on Insanity? I know NFL NFL is eight weeks away, Caleb. Yeah, we're we're pounding the football previews. We're gonna start that um, this coming Wednesday. I'm pretty excited about what those are going to turn out to be. I've got my, I'm doing a ton of research on it. Um, excited about the, you know, the, the discussions that'll be had. Um, I, I love, I, I'll be honest. I don't think anyone does previews better than us. Uh, I, I think, I think Bryce and I do a terrific job at putting Fuck those yeah. previews together. And and I don't care that it comes like a brag, but I just think what I love about our pods and we hope that you do too is, uh, we, we aren't, we don't, you know, we like to talk about the greatness of a Bring team, the, what, energy. the strengths, the strengths of a team. And we like the, we like that stuff, but we also love to be able to dissect the areas of improvement and where we feel like they could use it and how we think that they can maybe, you know, have that shadowed or covered up. Like we love that stuff. We love the detail and roster breakdowns and outlooks. I, I feel like that is uh, I would argue it's probably the best thing that Linsanity does. Uh, best thing Bryce and I do. Uh, so we're, we're very, I'm yeah, very I'd excited agree. about it. I know Bryce and I are, um, we have guests on it all the time. Uh, we love the fact that we can bring on guests. And so we have plenty of those stacked for you guys, guys that we've you know, had on multiple times for some normal people, so, like to normal in terms of familiarity, some guys we haven't heard from in a while, um, that'll come in, that are coming back. And so I'm, I'm very excited about what our pod, what those pods could look like. And, and, uh, I, I'm just excited to break it down. I just love, again, I love how we do it. Um, I think we don't just sit there and tell you, uh, we just sit there and we, we give you a, a perspective that is, um, you know, unfiltered really. And we, we don't just sit there and talk about the strengths and that's it. We talk about, what we see or maybe a, an opinion we have that might come off like a curveball. I mean, heck, I mean, I, look, do I, was it the stupidest prediction I've ever made on a podcast? Can't see she's going dead last. Yes. But I tell you right now, I'm not saying that without logical reasoning. I'm not just saying it to say it. I mean, I will give you, here's why I think that here's what leads to that. And that, and so it's, it's a fun discussion because we, you know, it's fun debates. It's fun discussion. It's just great Intel. We're going, we're getting into that. Um, and that's going to be kind of our, our stretch here before the season. Yeah. One, one, one last NFL thing before we go, I posted yeah, sure. a poll on Twitter a couple hours ago, you know, the season is eight weeks away and my thoughts on the jets are already very clear. But here's my, here's my poll. What will Aaron Rodgers blame when the Jets' season goes wrong? Here are your options, Caleb. The play calling. The receivers don't get open. The offensive line. Or the brutal schedule for the Jets. Uh, definitely schedule. Uh, I think I think they're not because you can't you because you, you can all, you you basically the only thing you could do if you're Rodgers be like, well, I'm first year with these guys. So I got to just figure it out. Right. So it's about the competition. Uh, that that's going to be the go-to there. If you're, if, if their season goes wrong, uh, Zach said, 
what will Aaron Rodgers blame when uh, the Jets season goes wrong? He doesn't even say if. He just says when. No, uh, when. So I, the I, 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 so I, uh, but not you know, making. I, I, I think that's, that's what that's what'll happen if their season goes wrong. Not making the playoffs, Caleb. Book that. Book that. But we'll save that for the we know AFC East pod, I guess. We know how you feel. We'll save that yeah, for the AFC East feel. pod. <laughs> All right, Caleb, thanks for coming on. We'll see you next week. We got two oh, yeah. more episodes of Secret Invasion. Correct? Two more. Two more. Six. Six total. Yep, two more. So thanks for listening, folks, and have a great night. <laughs>